0: Yes. Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah Yeah. your hands if you will worship Him. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Bless your name, oh baba ba ba Glory to your name, God. Glory. Father bless us today speak afresh in this place speak to our hearts Holy Spirit and move upon us and on the way that you can and grant that we hear you in the mighty matchless and merciful name of he who loved us enough to go to Calvary for us Jesus our Lord amen amen God bless you Open up your Bibles with me to John chapter 20. Again, John chapter 20. I just want to read a couple of verses there. John chapter 20. If you would just go down to verse 26, and uh, I'll read it. Verse 26. And after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. Jesus came, the doors being shut and stood in the midst and said, peace out, y'all. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated in the sanctuary. Better days are coming. This is part four. Better days are coming. This is part four. I'm often reminded that it's in the natural, or so in the spiritual, and most times in the spiritual, so too you can see it in the natural. And natural order has some kind of representation and lifts up for us what we sometimes refer to as illustrations or metaphors that one could examine in thinking about life in general and the ways in which life will take us. The text before us here, as I put before you last week, has the disciples in an experience of being behind closed doors as they are being prepared for the next move. They are shut in. They are outside of the public purview, and something is going on on the inside, inside of their private time behind locked doors. And even in this text, Jesus shows up again while the door was still shut behind the locked door and he's a partner with them in this transformative moment. <clears throat> That's what it really is, it's a transformative moment. Something is happening on the inside that people who are on the outside I have not been privileged to because you had to be on the inside to have it happen to you. And if it hasn't happened to you, you really won't understand what's going on because this is an inside job. You got to be inside to get this one. If you're on the outside, you unfortunately, you miss it because this is an inside job. And what goes on here reminds me, just, just ever so slightly, but it makes good sense to me, it reminds me of the experience uh, called uh, among caterpillars, the cocoon called among butterflies, I believe it is the chrysalis. Uh, it might be reversed that, that kind of order. But, but what it reminds me of is this, this time of transformation where what was becomes something completely different. Where what was becomes something completely different, whether it's the egg, that is hanging there and is in transformative place or whether it's the caterpillar that crawls up and then spins a yarn and thread so much so that it hangs upside down, something goes on, there's a transformation. And you can see it there in the pictures in front of you, there's a transformation inside. The Christian church has always used this transformational kind of activity, this look at this, to talk about life after death. And they talk about it as going in and being transformed and, of course, going on to be with the Lord. But I think that that misses a deeper truth for those of us who grew up in church a long time ago. You know, when I grew up in church and, uh, and I got some saints who uh, grew up at the same time, people used to say things that I used to think were crazy Matter of fact, I thought it was, I, I know I didn't ask my daughter the right word. I should have asked somebody because they used to call it cray cray. That's not it anymore. I don't know what it is now. I don't know, if, I don't know, yeah, that, that'll work. Okay, thank you, thank you y'all, thank you. Whatever, I used to think they were out of their mind because they would say things that I didn't understand. Let me give you an example. Done died one time, don't have to die no more. Y'all they ain't got that, that's old, that's old, that's old. The, and what they meant was that something had happened in their life that the old had died and everything was made new. Oh, y'all need to stay with me here. Yeah, I, I looked at that because it caught my mind because I think that they're in the midst of a change moment. And it's a change moment that goes on for a couple of chapters, and it goes on for a couple of instances. And in each instance, there's something that is being changed and transformed in their lives. I think, I think uh, uh, Socrates said it best. The secret of change is to focus uh, all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. Come on back, y'all missed it, I'll say it again. This is Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all of your energy not on fighting the old, but on building the new. And that speaks volumes to us here. I know I had a picture of it somewhere, but it, it's all right. Here, you've got to get this in your mind because what one has to realize is that there is a change going on. Okay. Let me see if I can make this a little clear. I'm going to get scary good right here in a minute. What they needed was to have themselves an experience of transformation, but you can't really transform in public. Even Clark Kent went to the phone booth. You got to get away from other folk to get the change you need. Oh, you missed it. This is a transformative moment. Watch this. Watch this. They unplug from the world. They unload their worries. They understand their witness and then they unlock their worship. I don't have time to really work with this. See, see, they got to leave everybody else behind because if you ain't in this, you don't get it. So they unplug from the world, they unload their worries, peace be with you. Then he said, he breathes on them and he says, receive the Holy Ghost, whatever, whatever you forgive, I forgive. He un- they understand, their witness what they have been called to do, their purpose in the world. And then they begin to unlock their worship because I did hear Thomas say, my Lord and my God, akin to a Shekinah glory moment. I- you see, I'm mixing the metaphor between the caterpillar and the butterfly, but you understand it's the same symbolism. You, you see, this, this is it needs to be seen as a cocoon experience. Watch this. It's a cocoon experience. It's a death of the old self, of fear, faithlessness, and forgetfulness. The old self has to die. That old fearful self got to die. You, you hey, glory. That old faithlessness that really to give up got to go. That forgetfulness of what God is doing and has done has got to go. They needed something to happen. And I believe that the chapters following the resurrection are chapters and verses speaking to the transformation from weakling disciples to brand new apostles. Uh, Oh, y'all ain't getting this. Oh, preach watch. I'm getting ready to watch this. See, see, these are all of those things, fear, faithlessness, and forgetfulness, needed to be shared in order for a transformation to take place. Because, see, if you're still walking around fearful and fretful and faithless and you're forgetting what God's doing, you're not really transformed. You may talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk. And there are a lot of folk that talk The talk but can't walk The walk. Wobble, wobble, wobble. You don't hear and get it. Listen, they, they had seen the Lord post-resurrection, but they were in no shape to take on a hostile world. They had seen the Lord, but they were in no shape to take on a hostile, y'all. Ain't got it. They had seen the Lord, but they were in no shape to take on a hostile world. You know, I need to help you here. You know, just because you fall in love with Jesus doesn't mean you're ready to go running through troops and leaping over walls. Come on to church. They needed the cocoon time to die to the self and come alive to the spirit. I felt that right there. They needed the cocoon time. To die to the self and come alive in their spirit. The self must die. Ah, come here, apostle. I die daily. The self must die. Let, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me go back to that caterpillar and put it like this. The crawling self itching for survival, graveling in the dirt must die that a new, renewed self can emerge. Ah, good, googly muggly This, this for grown, this grown folk preaching here. Listen, listen. The, The old self has to die that the new self can be made alive. If you're still walking around doing what you were doing before, you haven't died yet. You still talking the same old talk, you haven't died yet. You still wearing the same thing you were wearing, acting like a hoochie mama, acting like a whole running brother, you ain't died yet. Because when the old self dies, it no longer crawls, groveling in the ground. It's a new self, a self awareness of the Spirit of the Living God. They they are in the process of transformation, becoming new creatures where the old things are passed away and all things are made new. Uh, They're in the process of a transformation, they're, they're becoming new, they're becoming new, they're becoming new. You're you looking at them, working it out. They're, they're being transformed. They're, their relationships are being transformed to one another and to Jesus. They're, they're in the process of transformation. From, from but listen, listen. They're, they're changing their connection to Jesus from a physical to a metaphysical connection. Y'all, let me mess with you for a minute. All their lives, after they joined ministry, they were used to seeing Jesus in the flesh, looking at him in his eye, walking by his side, breaking bread with him. And now the post-resurrected Jesus has to start getting them to line up with the new connection they're going to have with him, which is not going to be a natural physical connection, but a spiritual one. They're moving from natural to supernatural. Oh, I'm preaching in here today. They're moving out of the natural realm into the supernatural realm. Let me help you break down supernatural beyond what is natural, natural. Uh, this is better. Y'all missed it. This is better. The natural man can only be one place at a time. But the one that we serve now can give us the Holy Ghost who can be everywhere at the same time indwelling within you. Uh, I'm preaching today. Y'all got to see it. See, see this, this as a cocoon experience. Understand this as the death of the old self, of fear, of faithlessness and forgetfulness. This, this is the cocoon experiences. They needed the cocoon time to die, they had to die, they had to die. What what, what do you mean, Reverend, I need to help you? Because see, seeing God in Jesus, viewing resurrection as a bystander is not enough. Uh, Just because you can see that Jesus is a godly man, just because you can see and understand the resurrection as a bystander, that's not enough. you You've got to move into a divine human relationship that transforms your humanity into that which can please divinity. And this for them was a wrestling time. This was wrestling time they they were wrestling. You 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 don't just transform overnight. You 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 got to go through. This is wrestling time. You 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 know. There's some things that you used to do that's got to be broken in you. There's some ways you used to have that has to be broken. There's that fast tongue you used to cuss folk out with that has to be transformed. There's that attitude you used to have with everybody that has to be removed and a new attitude and a Patty Labelle new attitude got to get in you You, there's something that needs to be transformed and, and they, they were in wrestling time time to examine that previous shallow faith and replace it with saving faith I got to get rid of that shallow faith I need saving faith That shallow faith gives up. That shallow faith falls asleep in the garden. That shallow faith will sell you out for 30 pieces of silver. That shallow faith will get by a campfire. And when asked about your relationship with me, you'll go to cussing. Instead of owning up a relationship with me No, that shallow faith ain't nothing And all of them needed to work through And wrestle with their previous shallow faith To get a saving faith And they had to do it collectively and individually Uh, I, I don't want to offend you And if I do it's because you needed to be offended today Thomas is us. We are wrestling with believing in difficult times. We we all wrestle. We all wrestle with believing in difficult times. Come here, Thomasina. Come here, Thomas. Let, Let me talk with you. Because see, when you have to wrestle in difficult times, you wrestle with past days. You wrestle with the present dilemma and you wrestle with promised destiny. You wrestle with past days, what went on before. You wrestle with the present dilemma, we're here for fear of the Jews. And then you wrestle with the promised destiny of what is to come of this merriest band here. And Jesus says, while you are wrestling, I'm in the midst of creating a a paradigm shift. A paradigm shift. In other words, I need to change how you view the world. Can I, can I preach for a minute? I'm, I'm almost done. I'm going to get out of here. I promise y'all this. But I do believe that we are in this nation in the midst of a paradigm shift. We have seen the plague hit us, and we're in the midst of a paradigm shift. Uh, You keep asking about going back to the old way, and going back to things, getting back to normal. That will never happen. This is our new reality. It'll be modified and reshaped, but there's some things that are changing that will never change. Uh, uh, Brother Solomon and I, we like geeky stuff, you know, the technical Silicon Valley stuff. So when when Microsoft, when uh, when when Apple was having their big tech conference, you used to be years ago that that the leader of Apple would stand out there with his black turtleneck on and tell you all the new tech that was coming out. and They'd have all of these tech writers come to their campus and they would let them play with new gadgets. But since the pandemic, now everybody is at their own domicile. Everybody is away from there, and they display all of the new iPads and iMacs, and oh, you, you, that make my eye water. They they, they, they display all, and and then I saw a writer write an article. Her article said, this was one of the best tech conferences we've ever had. And I, for one, do not miss the gathering. And as far as I'm concerned, they could do it like this all the time I said to myself I don't miss it either even though I've never gone but since I've been watching these for years it's one of the best I've ever seen because I felt like they were talking to me and I was looking at a whole lot of stuff I couldn't afford but it looked good anyway (laughs) Y'all missed it, let me me break it down. In other words, in a paradigm shift, what was is never the same. Something changes, and you don't go back. A shift takes place. Oh, y'all missed it, yeah. That's That's why when Peter goes back to fishing, Jesus goes and rescues him from the boat with all the boys because there's a shift here. We ain't fishing no more. You're you're no longer a fisherman. Now you're a feeder of lambs. You're, you're, You're a restorer of sheep. There's a shift. Come on back. You, you, you need to get this. See, see, right now you need this psychological shift. You need to change psychologically. Stop worrying about what was and ask God where you're supposed to be with what's becoming. Woo, preach once. Stop trying to do it the old way. And say, God, how you want to do, let me, Paul Morton, please help me right now. Lord, whatever you're doing in this season, don't do it without, without me, without me, without me, without me, without me, without me, without me. me. There's some things that are never going to change. They're going to stay like they are now. There's a shift going on. And and for the disciples, they are in the midst of a shift. They're they're getting ready to do a whole new thing. Can I I talk to somebody online right now? Can I talk to somebody in this sanctuary right now? I want to help you out. God's getting ready to do a new thing. And here's what he said, shall you not know it? I got, I got to close. I got to get to the ending. Better days are coming. And better days are coming when you do three things. You got to do three three things. Three things gonna bring on your better days, your better days, three things. And this comes from the Thomas experience. You you remember Thomas. He's there. He said, unless I see, unless I touch, I will not believe. Thomas, you're allowed this experience now because you're having it for all the rest of us who are not going to have this physical experience. So you're going to be able to witness as the last one that needed to feel, touch, and grab. You you missed it. You, you 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 gotta get it. You gotta get it. Three things Thomas teaches us, in this lesson teaches us number one, it teaches us that better days will come when you face your trauma. <clears throat> you gotta face your trauma. You 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 can't you can't act like what happened didn't happen. What you went through, you didn't go through. And just because you didn't go through it personally didn't mean it didn't affect you. you. You gotta face your trauma. Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hand. Thomas, reach your hand here and put it in my side face. Your trauma, somebody, you t- listen to me right now. You've got trauma in your life that's been holding you back and you're still trying to keep and act like what happened didn't happen and you know it did. But until you face that which scarred you and messed up your thinking, you're never going to move on to realize your complete transformation because a part of your transformation is to be healed of your doubt, to be healed of your faithlessness, to be healed of the fact that you've been hurt and wounded and sad, to be healed of the fact that trauma has affected your life and that you've been tore up from the floor up and that you've been on the edge of desperation, ready to lose your mind because you didn't understand what was going on. you got to face your trauma so you can be healed from your trauma. But, but the second thing, second thing is you got to find your truth. You got to find your truth. I know, I know, a lot of folk out here now think they don't need the church no more. They, they want to be spiritual, but don't want to be in church. They, they, they think they can find another way to be spiritual without, without church or church people, without preaching or teaching, but I need to help you here. Until you surrender your life to God, until you give your life and find your truth in a relationship with God, and that is a God that you can bow down on your knees and worship as Lord and God, until you can do that, I promise you you'll never be happy because it is only when you find your truth. And Thomas said, I realize that you are who you say you are. Come here, y'all. Find your truth. What do you mean, Reverend? You gotta get to the place where you can say, my Lord and my God. Because I don't care. The fact that you've been made in the image of God doesn't make you God. You may be small g God because you've been fearfully and wonderfully made, but you need G-O-D. Capital G, God on your side. You need somebody to save you, cleanse you, transform you, make you over again. Somebody to walk with you, talk with you. Somebody to keep you in the midnight hour. You need God on your side. You got to find your truth you got to find your truth, and that's a relationship with God. I don't care who you are, you're going to need a relationship with God. I promise you this much, you're going to need God long before he needs you. You're going to need God this. But then finally, you've got to get to have a faith for your transformation. Faith for your transformation. Because here's, here's the thing, and this is the kicker on this transformative experience. here's the kicker Thomas after he reached after he touched after he saw he looked at God he looked at Jesus and said my Lord and my God and Jesus looked back at him and said wait a minute stick a pen up in it because you need to realize bless it are those who have not seen and yet they believe you need to understand this Real transformation still requires your participation because if you will not allow yourself by faith to come into an active knowledge of God, you will not be transformed. The world will keep speaking to you. The enemies of your faith will keep rolling up on you and making you doubt your God. That's why Jesus says to him, you don't have to find me by touching me or by looking at my side blessed is the man or woman who can faith for his or her transformation blessed are they who have not seen and yet they believe Well, i want to tell you this i believe in the father and i believe in the son and i i i i i, I believe in the Holy Ghost, yes, I believe. Somebody said, Why do you believe? I need to remind you, I've been through too much not to believe. I've been up and I've been down, I've been through the fire the flood but I I, I, I I got a testimony that the Lord he is good his mercy endure forever my faith looks up to thee the lamb of Calvary saviour divine my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness I cannot trust the sweetest frame but holy on Jesus' name on Christ the solid rock I stand all of them out all of the ground, all of the ground, all of the ground, all all, 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 of the ground is sinking sand. Can I get an amen? Is there anybody here that loves my Jesus? Is there anybody here that's walking by faith? is there anybody here that knows the lord won't he make a way won't he make a way won't he fix it won't he work it out won't he won't he won't he do it yeah better day better day Hey better days are coming and I am being transformed to get ready for my better days excuse me if I take last year not as a bad thing but as time to transform you can curse 20 20 if you want, but I'm gonna call it a blessing. I'm gonna walk by faith and thank God that I made it. Because better days, better days, better days are coming maybe there's someone who's listening to me right now who understands what I'm talking about and you want to be give your life to Christ call us right now email us right now you can become an I member of the church become a part of this fellowship I love you already and the Shiloh family loves you I want to pray for you recognizing that God loves you And maybe you've been in the midst of your transformation, and maybe it hasn't been easy, but you remember this much. When you die to self, you can wake up and arise to the Spirit. And it's worth dying, so that you can talk like the old folk, done died one time, don't have to die no more. Let me me bless you. The Jews understood it in their proselytizing formula of baptism. The Christian came to understand it in the formula of baptism that we have. That when I go down in the water, it's symbolic of Jesus going in the grave. And when I come back up, it's symbolic of me coming out in the newness of life. It's transformation. It's transformation, and somebody in here, stop fighting what God's trying to do in you because he's in the midst of making you over. And you might end up as a blob first before you're able to fly. Stop arguing with God because he's making you over. You may have to die first but he's doing a new thing in you. God wants to do a new thing. I gotta go. I bless you as you come closer. Father, I thank you for those listening. I thank you for hearing this word. I ask God that you open your minds and hearts to receive this truth. Better days are coming. God, someone who has given their life to you, I pray, God, they will contact us immediately that we can help them finish the process of coming and joining themselves completely to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Saints, as we get a close, I want to invite you to give. Join us in your tithe and in your offering. Get your seed give out. Don't forget your seed giving. I want you to get your gift together. Givelify, Cash App, Mail. Whatever you want to do, just bring your seed. In the sanctuary if you here, there are just a few of us in there. You can just leave it in the basket in the back. There's no pressure because you as many of you have already given online. God bless you. I love you. God, I thank you for seed and sower. Let seed be sown in the good ground that the harvest can be blessed. And we thank you, God, that the sower is going to receive a harvest from sowing. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.